And thank you for joining us online as well on our podcast and SoundCloud at Word at the Ranch. Thank you for tuning in this week. Pray you're blessed wherever you're at, listening to this message. That God has given you eyes to hear, eyes to see, and ears to hear. We bless you, God. We're awake. <laughs> We're awake. We've got our own sirens. So I'm trying a new device. Let's try this one more time. Hello. There we go. All right. I think that's better, yeah? I spent a lot of money on it. It's supposed to be good. How's that? Are we good there? Yeah, just don't move. Yeah, just don't move. That was the point of this, so I could move. My hands are free. How are we? We're good. All right. Good morning, everybody. Hello, hello. Well, I got our first wireless mic. So far, it's working. All right. Sounds good. Amen. I can lay hands freely. Amen. Hands free. Praise God forever. Next, I want a, a flat screen right here so we can put up all the worship and the lyrics and Bible verses, you know, on a screen. So that's next, I believe. But I'm believing for a uh, engi technical engineer for that. Because someone has to know how to work a computer, unlike me, and do that in the back to put up the verses. So believe for that select person. That's a special administrative gift right there. Amen. Computer savvy and computer friendly. Amen. Forever. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. Can y'all hear me all right? All right. Sweet. <laughs> that was good worship. Amen. You know, last week we believed in that breeze and... Um, God moved for us, and we called in rain, and that's a, that's a good way to end a heat wave, amen, with some rain. Praise God forever. And how many of you want more rain in September? Hey, I, I do too, all right. So where two or three agree, it shall be done for them, amen. More rain in September. It is finished. Praise Jesus forever. Father, we just thank you for two or three are gathered. You're right here in our midst. I thank you for a fresh word in this new season, a fresh season. It's the first month according to the Jewish calendar, so it is a new year according in, to your eyes. Father, we bless you for this new season of life, and you make all things new. We praise you. We thank you for dwelling in our midst, in your churches, as you said in Revelation, in the midst of the candlesticks, that's the churches. So we welcome you here freely today. Feel free. Move about the cabin, Lord. <laughs> we bless you. I thank you for a fresh word and a fresh touch. To everyone under the sound of my voice for miracles, signs, and wonders through the preaching of your word for wherever your word is, you are. And you don't change. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. We give you all the glory and the praises. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 We're going to go to Exodus 34 today. And I love that word on spaghetti. We're actually going to eat spaghetti after this. Chair didn't know that, but um, praise God, and the kids are in the service today, and I just love how the Holy Ghost moves through Galen, Jesus Loves Me is their favorite song, 
And uh, this was the day they were supposed to be here. So praise God forever. God knows what he's doing. I believe that song was for our kids and the kid in every one of us. Amen forever. Childlike faith. That's what he said again. Praise God. That's confirmed. Amen. Well, thank you, Jesus. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost for a second here, a minute. Thank you, Lord. I don't want to miss anything you got for us today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for moving. We give you free place. As part of the Trinity, the Godhead, the man on the earth, in Jesus' stead, we welcome you in, Holy Ghost. Speak through my lips. You are the teacher and the comforter of the church. We praise you for a new day, season, and hour in which we live. That you placed us here for such a time as this. I ask that you equip everyone in these last days for the work ahead, for you have instructed us to go do the work and to wrap this thing up with. We give you praises for prominence, for promotion, for making us the head and not the tail, above only, not beneath, the lender, not the borrower. And just say with me, I'm debt free, and it's good to be debt free, for the sun has moved supernaturally for me. Amen. And you just keep confessing that until you are completely debt free. Amen. Debt free living, knowing no man anything but to love him. Praise Jesus forever. Father, we bless you. You are the Jubilee himself. You are the supernatural debt canceler. I thank you for debt supernaturally canceled today. In Jesus' precious name, you forgave our sins, and we believe for debt to be canceled with us. You canceled all debt on the cross. Whatever we owed man, you canceled as we became new creatures in you. Thank you, Lord, that our finances line up with the word. But this is a Seder year in which you are canceling debts and moving about the churches, making them free and free indeed, the head, not the tail, above only, not beneath. Thank you for switching positions for us. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you. And Father, I just put you in remembrance of your word that says the sinner is gathering and heaping up for the just that they're working for us, the church and the saints, and that the wealth of the sinner's been laid up for the just. So we call that wealth in a huge wealth transfer to the saints who know how to use it and what to do with it. Thank you for entrusting them with it. Faithful of little, ruler over much. We bless you, and we'll see it because it is written. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So last week it was 100 degrees when we pulled up here on our thermostat, and Arthur said it was 100 as well. And we got into the service and we proclaimed that, the fresh breeze and drop temperatures, and we wanted rain too. Remember the rain? I said that quite a bit. We wanted rain. And we got rain, and then it dropped to 88 degrees, that's 12 degrees, during the service. So we checked the thermostats. And then I had a dinner party that night, that same night in Cota de Casa, and I had to go here to the Whole Foods to go get some ingredients for it. And as I was driving through Nelligale, I made sure to check my temperature gauge, and it was 86 degrees right here in this vicinity. When I got into Laguna Hills, it was 90. When I got into Cota de Casa, it was 100. So what we did last week and what God moved for us affected us right here in this specific region where we're at. And that confirmed me that you're planted where I need you to be, that you're still on assignment, you're where I want you. And that was confirmation for me because it affected just our area. And that's just like the Garden of Eden to me. Cool breeze, cool the day, God's walking through this garden. It is like a Garden of Eden out here, amen? 
And when God shows up, He makes everything beautiful in His time. Amen. From ashes to beauty. I'll never forget, I was at the Southwest Believers Convention in, in Texas, KCM. And there was one minister there. Is it Billy Burke? Uh, he's a healing evangelist. And he called me, he made an altar call, and I was pretty close, so I ran to the stage. The anointing was strong. I ran to the stage, and it was like a weight just hit my shoulders, and I dropped to my knees just because of this glory, this weight. Things became blurry in the entire convention center of Fort Worth, Texas there. Uh, Hayes kind of came into that whole building. I remember seeing it, and the weight was on my shoulders right in front of the altar. And God just moved. Now, he's a minister, but God just moved in that place. And there were two other ministers in the 1440, that's the youth and young adults area, who felt fire go through that whole building. So it touched the entire Fort Worth Convention Center in a moment of time. And I remember falling to my knees and it, everything turned black and white. It went from color to black and white in that whole convention center. I went out for break after that at lunch and then I got outside, everything was still black and white. And the Lord spoke to my spirit from ashes to beauty how he strips and takes away to perfect and beautify his saints and his body and his church. So some things have to be stripped. But man, I felt the presence of God and we all got back. There's thousands of people in the convention center. And Kelly Copeland came out from the children's department and said, the glory of God hit us too. And they timed it. It was the same moment and the same experience. And she said 14-year-old kids were flying in that room when ministers were laying hands on them, that the fire of God hit that whole place and kids were just falling out in the spirit. Teenagers. Amen forever. But that, that marked me. Something happened there that day with the anointing that really got in me and changed me. And when the glory of God hits, you just get changed. You can't help it. You just melt in His presence. It's an amazing experience. And, you know, we're glory usher inners. Amen. The saints are... When we usher in His glory through our praise, through our worship, and through our hearts, just lift it up and turn to Him. And when God shows up, that settles it. Amen. Amen. I mean, 186,000 men wiped out in one moment. When God shows up, that settles it. So we just usher Him in. That's what we're here to do as a church. Just bring Him in. Spread the Garden of Eden. Bring Him into our garden. Amen. Give Him a place to walk around freely with our hearts just turned to Him and worship. And that's a heart issue. It, it, can't, it turns into a flesh issue. Your hands go up, your head goes down or up. You start crying. It's just this presence, amen? But it starts in the heart. Just hearts turn to God, amen? So we're here to usher in His glory in these last days. And we have a better covenant than Moses had. But here we are in Exodus 34, if you will. And the Lord said to Moses, Cut two tablets of stone like the first ones. Well, the first ones Moses broke when he came down from the mount. He saw that golden calf that Aaron and the people had erected. All of Israel were worshiping this calf. They melted the gold. And it's amazing to me how fast they did it in just 40 days. When he was gone for 40 days on the mount, all the people of Israel started worshiping a false idol. Who knows what happened to Moses? <laughs> he was taken up. Well, who are we going to worship now? And they made a golden calf. And when Moses came down the mountain and saw it, he threw those tablets on the ground and they broke. So now... Here God is instructing him to cut two new tablets. You can also read his account in Deuteronomy of that and how God instructed him to cut two new tablets. So he did chisel them out of stone and cut them. And the first ones, just like the first ones, and he says, I will write on these tablets just like he did the first ones. Get that. God wrote the words. 
on those stone tablets. Moses didn't inscribe them. Moses' job was to give God his offering, what he instructed him to do, the tablets, and then God wrote on them supernaturally. I don't know if he had a pen, a calligraphy pen. I don't know if Jesus manifested a Mr. Pen and wrote <laughs> Just one finger of God. Etch those words in there, the Ten Commandments. And you know, Jesus didn't remove the law. He fulfilled the law. Which means Jesus is now fulfilling the law in you and me. Because he's in you and me, the temple. You are the temple of God. So he didn't remove the law when he came. He fulfilled it. So you and me don't have to. See, he'll lead you on what to eat. He'll lead you on what to drink, what not to eat. See, there's dietary laws that he's still leading his people into. Don't eat pork, don't eat that salami again. Stop it, switch to turkey. But I already quit cold turkey. <laughs> Amen. But he leads you into all truth. So literally, Jesus is still in the business of fulfilling the law for you and me today. That's why the tithe is still law. He's still leading us to tithe today. And he's never going to change from that. He's fulfilling the law in us. And he kept it perfectly on the earth. To a T. Jesus was in church every Sabbath. He was a tither, which means he tithed every Sabbath. He fulfilled the law, amen? And now he's fulfilling it in you and me, leading us into all truth. So those dietary laws we see in Leviticus, if we're literally spirit-led, they'll lead us into eating the same thing. And do not eat what we're not supposed to eat, amen? Which is the blood, which is pig, those things all listed out there. I can't tell you how many times I go for salami, because I have a lot of it stocked in the fridge still. Yeah. The Lord says, don't eat that. And there's the turkey right there. It's white meat. What about the red meat? You know? But the Holy Ghost, who's in our temple, these bodies, leads us into all truth. So Jesus didn't remove the law. He fulfilled it. So the law's still there. I, this was written by God. The Ten Commandments are holy. He wrote them in stone. Isn't that amazing to you? God met his man on the hilltop and wrote the word for the people. Praise Jesus. Kind of just like this, huh? <laughs> God met his men and wrote the word for us right here. And then wrote him on the tablets of our heart as well. The moment you received Jesus Christ, God wrote his law on your heart. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't bear false witness. Love covers all those ten wrote the commandment of love of each one of our hearts. Step outside of love is a step into sin. Step outside of love is a step into hell from heaven. Every step outside of love just takes you further and further from the truth. Further and further from the blessing himself. Which Jesus, Galatians 3, 13 and 14, died to give us, it says. That is the gospel. That Jesus died to give us the blessing back. The blessing that was spoken to Adam and Eve in the garden. Be blessed! Be fruitful. Be multiplied. Amen. Any young person starting out and wants a family in Christ should be able to have kids, no problem. Once they're apprised of the blessing that's on them. I was never taught that growing up. I was never taught the blessing growing up. But the blessing of Abraham came on you, Galatians 3, 13 and 14 says. Through Christ Jesus. That what the Spirit promised to Abraham is for you and me today. Be fruitful. Multiply. Subdue the earth. Fill it. Amen. Praise Jesus. But here we have these tablets that God etched the word onto. 
And verse 2 says, So be ready in the morning and come up in the morning to Mount Sinai and present yourself to me there on top of the mountain, and no man shall come up with you, and let no man be seen throughout all the mountain. Let neither flocks nor herds feed before that mountain. One on one here. So he cut two tablets of stone like the first one. Then Moses rose early in the morning. All the men of God I see in the, in the Bible rose early in the morning and went up Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him. And he took in his hand the two tablets of stone. Now the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there. And stood with him there, the Lord. That's Jesus. He's the man, right? Amen. He's the man in the Godhead. He's the one who no man seen my father at any time. He was the one walking in the cool of the day in the garden. He's the one who Moses sees his backside. That's Jesus. That's the Messiah. That's the anointed one. That's the son. That's the man, Jesus Christ. He took the form of a man and dwelt among us. Amen? So when you see, Lord, that's Jesus. Praise God forever. Amen. And no man shall come up with you. And he cut two cabins of stone like the first ones. Moses rose early, early in the morning. And as the Lord had commanded him, he took the two tablets of stone in his hands. The Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. Notice these are angels too who proclaim the name of the Lord. Yahshua, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, proclaiming his name, putting him in remembrance of who he is, activating him. See, when you speak the name, you activate him. Wherever you want Jesus, just put his name there. His name's already in you. So he's there permanently, you know? But he may not be at Whole Foods. <laughs> I don't know who the owners are if they have Jesus in, in their heart. Because if they had Jesus in their heart, the anointing in Christ would be upon their business too. And what they put their hand to, because Jesus lives inside their body. So that's why whatever you put your hand to prospers, because Christ is taking up residence in his body. Amen <laughs> forever. And he's a multiplier. He multiplies whatever you, the body of Christ, put your hands to his hands to you know with chairs of light there's something called GED and it's a God encounter daily we want to have at least one in God encounter daily and when you give him your hand you're literally giving him God's hand when they touch your hand they touch his hand you are the body of Christ there's power in these hands so use them wisely you know like those hand models Did everyone see Seinfeld where George was a hand model <laughs> And he, that one guy had a glass container with oxygen to preserve his hand. <laughs> well, you got to preserve your hands. You're the hands of Christ. When you give someone your hand, you're giving them God's hand, the hand of God. So I encourage you to do that. Have a GED every day. A God encounter daily. Where you give someone God's hand purposefully. When you shake hands in covenant, you're entering into covenant. That's God's hand. Amen forever. So our hands are important. It says we lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. These are pure hands. These are godly hands. We lay hands on each other. Pray for one another that you may be healed. Amen. Lay hands on the sick. Watch them recover. They're holy hands. Just raise your hand to the Lord. Say these are holy hands. Amen. God's written himself into my hands. Praise God forever. When you give someone a hand, you're giving him his hand. So the Lord passed before him. He proclaimed the name of the Lord there, Yahshua, Yahweh, Jehovah. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed. Notice when you worship God, he shows up. And proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, 
merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation, which is why you need a blood transfusion, which is why you need Jesus Christ to graft you into a new bloodline, out of Adam's sin and transgressions, man's, into God's holiness and righteousness and blood. Amen? New DNA, new bloodline, uncleansed. Amen? Sin's no longer in the temple. He cleansed those money changers. He cleansed sin in the temple. Amen? Therefore sin shall not dwell in your mortal body, he said. He cleansed it with his own blood. Say, I'm cleansed from all sin. I'm cleansed from all sin. For all time. And now the Holy Spirit, Jesus in you fulfilling the law, will put you in remembrance. Oh, you missed it there. i got to repent. I'm still struggling. i, I got to repent. He's nudging you. Do this. <laughs> Write their name down and burn it up and throw it into the wind. Forgive them already. I have. What's taking you so long? <laughs> Amen. Just follow me. I'm fulfilling the law in you to live a perfect divine life in divine wealth and divine health. The blessing. Walking in the blessing. What a good life in the blessing. We talk about it all the time. What a blessed life we have. What a good life. We're heirs of the, the, the joy and the grace of this life together. What a blessing it is. Amen. To be doing life together. I saw some portraits. We were in Laguna Beach walking around and there were some paintings of these just cabins in complete isolation. Montana, Alaska, Looked like the North Pole, some of them, with a little light on in the cabin. Nothing else, just nature, and that one little family unit isolated in the middle of nowhere. I said, that just looks not like heaven. That looks like hell to me. It's good to get away and be of God, but we're people, people. He created us to be together. That's why he said, don't forsake the gathering of yourself together. That's why God instituted feast after feast after feast for his people to celebrate life together like spaghetti, <laughs> to celebrate life together with familia, amen? God's in the food business. God's in the music business. Just read the scriptures, amen? He was always trying to gather his people together with himself to spell and celebrate life together, amen? You've heard that saying, music makes the world go round? Well, it makes God go around too. Hearts of worship ushered into him, amen? You play a saxophone, play it to the Lord. Play the drums, play them unto God. God will give you new stuff. New stuff to write, amen, and produce for the world, because they need it. They need inspiration from heaven. Have you noticed? They need the light in music especially, amen? <laughs> Praise God. Words and music and gifts and instruments that are touched and backed by heaven, spreading throughout this world. He said, go ye into all the world, preach the good news, or literally speak it, well, you can you can just be good news. You can play good news. The anointing will come through you, amen? All your work's done unto the Lord. Everything you do, let everything that has breath honor the Lord. Worship the Lord. Amen. Even the rocks shall cry out, he says. I'm expecting that rock. I keep looking at it every week to start worshiping with us. Even if it just starts rolling around, that's good enough for me, amen? Even the rocks shall cry out, he says. Here am I. We have a people who are worshiping, so they don't have to yet. Amen forever. Let everything that has breath worship the Lord. 
You know, physicists have now proven that your words, that your body is words, that everything we see are just words. And the Bible says he upheld everything by the words of his power. So every cell literally in our body, all matter that we see, are upheld through words. You, you study quantum physics, which is the highest level of physics, and they get it down to the cork now, where they take a cell and they break it down and break it down and spin it and spin it and spin it. And when you get down to the lowest component, called a quark, you spin that, and then there's nothing. There's nothing except vibrations. Sounds like music from heaven to me. Keeping things together and on time, amen? amen. Bounding up all things, all matter, all flesh for all time. That's the words that have gone forth, the blessings in motion still. Upholding this whole earth and everything in it. Words, vibrations. Physicists have proven there's an ether realm in, in the atmosphere where words are contained. And when people go up there and listen very, very closely, they hear stuff. And that the stars are actually speaking to one another. Vibrations. Words are the containers for everything. Isn't that amazing? You are the spoken word. What we see right now here is the spoken word. Let's have a child. That's a spoken word. Get that. Your word in motion. He evolved all things by the word of his power. Words are power. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Words can bless and words can curse. Words uphold all things or destroy all things. Just look at Hitler. Just look at all the destroyers who have ever lived. How were they known? By their words. What did they say? What did they represent? You're going to be known by your words. He upholds all things through words. And science is narrowing down on it. To the Savior, the Creator, the Word Himself. Jesus Christ, who became flesh and dwelt among us. Get that. The Word became flesh, just like you and me, and dwelt among us. My, my, my. Fulfilled the law with the Word Himself. And now the Word's working mightily in you. The Word is in you working mightily. It's a substance that can't break down. It's eternal. It's forever. The Word of the living God upholds all things. It'll uphold your body, your mind, your relationships, your health, your marriage. Without the word, there's no life. Without words, nothing lives. Have you seen those science experiments for kids on YouTube where they put rice in one glass and rice in another glass and then for 30 days they speak cursing to one and blessings on the other one and the ones they speak cursing to ends up with black and gray and starts deteriorating and moss and mildew and fungus and everything starts dwelling in there and the ones that are spoken life are preserved and green buds even grow up and new life takes place in that one they've proven that with kids now that words are effective that words work it's all scripture blessing and cursing i put before you today life and death you choose what you'll have in life by your own two lips blessings or cursings so you're just like those little grains of rice in that little Speaker glass. <laughs> what are you speaking to your cylinder? <laughs> what are you speaking to your rice? <laughs> Amen. Life or death are in the hand and power of the tongue. Amen. What are we saying? What do we want? 
We should be spreading life, the garden of Eden everywhere we go. Life be, life was. Darkness get, light be. I curse disease. I curse cancer. I curse tumors and growths. We curse, we curse arthritis, joint pains, and then we bless and speak life to that human being. Bless you. Live and not die. Bless your body. Curse the curse. Bless the blessed. Amen. Curse the cursed one. Bless the blessings. Bless the blessed. Amen. Life and death are in the hand of our tongue. Amen. We speak harsh against the devil. We curse him. Bow down to Jesus. Our kids go on rampages by themselves. I hate you, devil. Shut up. Shut up. You're dead. All right, that's a little. Let's focus back on Jesus. All <laughs> oh, went off in the car the other day. Let's let's focus. Let's turn it into worship now. Let's not even talk about him. He's defeated. Let's focus on the living one. Let's focus on life. You know, the glass half full or the glass half empty. That's true. How do you see life? How do you see your life? It was put together by your words. How do you like it? You like it? You created it. <laughs> you can change it, that means. Create a new life. I was at a doctor appointment the other day. Had my first colonoscopy. Everyone must say that, but whatever. <laughs> I was like, I'm getting to 40 years old. Why not? Clean bill of health. Amen. <laughs> but the doctor here at Foothill Ranch, I don't know if he's a Christian or not, he said, pastor and chef, I've never seen that combination in my entire life. I said, the Lord told me to feed people. <laughs> and he said, where do you, where you have church? And I said, Laguna Hills on a horse property. He said, tell me about it. I was like, well, I'm paying him. Is he like, is he counseling me right now? Or is he inquisitive for himself? You know, I said, I said it gives me peace. <laughs> like you know I'm, it's my appointment I'm gonna is this about me <laughs> it gives me peace that's all I said and you know I left him with a ministry name he was originally from Chicago I pointed him to Bill Winston ministries out there so there's always someone for somebody there's always a right minister for someone amen so listen to the one for you amen you don't have to like Ken Copeland listen to the right one for you amen there's always somebody for someone it's the body of Christ, and he cares about each member. Amen forever. <laughs> Hallelujah. You don't have to like everyone. You do have to love them, but you don't have to like them. That's not scripture. You don't have to like them. Just love them. Amen. And then on the way out, he gave me a free sample. He said, this will save you 100 bucks. Here you go. 12 pills that just flush you out. I'm pretty sure that was that did it. <laughs> Two days. Uh, that was it. I'd rather not go in for the for the IV, which I almost blacked out from. I'm not good with needles. Neither are my children, but they gotta give me oxygen just by putting the IV in. That's it, I'm gonna throw up. There's nothing to throw up. I had nothing in me. <laughs> Here's some air. I was the only one without a mask in that room. I said, that's the favor of God. <laughs> no mask, oxygen. Oh, she said, laid me down, she said, how you feeling? I said, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> I'm back, thank you. <laughs> Almost passed out. How <laughs> to give me oxygen from an IV needle. <laughs> Anyways, I prefer God's method of health. <laughs> he doesn't have to break the skin, <laughs> amen? He can just heal me right here, right now, amen? From the inside out, not from the outside in. Amen, I, I prefer internal medicine. 
<laughs> from the inside out. Amen. If you have to have external, go for it. You know, that's usually what emergencies are. External medicine. We got to minister from the outside in. You know, those people who live in the church from miracle to miracle to miracle and not in divine health and grace. You know, who walk out their Christianity. You don't need to live from miracle to miracle. Just from grace to grace. Faith to faith. Amen. But I prefer internal medicine. Healing from the inside out. No blood needed. No syringes or needles needed. And then he gave me that free sample. And he shook my hand real hard. And he said, God bless. And I said, thank you. God bless you. <laughs> Amen. And then when I went in for the, that was the pre-appointment. Then when I went in for the procedure, they wheeled me in there. And I saw him in there. And he said, first thing he said, how's the church? How's the horse? I said, she's good. Her name's Bella. <laughs> After that, I woke up in my clothes with a Solvang shirt on. I don't know what happened from that horse. That's how it ended, horse, to Solvang and then picking me up. And the guy who was supposed to pick me up, you know, the nurse who changed me, I guess, put me in a I was like, why am I wearing a Solvang shirt? God dresses me. I, I wait on him. What should I wear today? And I stand in my closet and I pick it out. Amen? And I put a Solvang shirt on. And the guy who called Clarissa to come pick me up had gone to Solvang the week before with his wife. And so he knew Solvang. And he said, is your husband the guy in the Solvang shirt? She said, yeah, that's him. <laughs> so they spotted me by my shirt. Amen? Knew who I was. Anyways, but people are looking in. Amen? People are inquisitive. The blessing's on you. When you give someone your hand, you give them God's hand. They should feel God. They should hear God. They should touch God. They should see God. He shows up through you and me. Amen? He always show up. Praise God forever. Say, I'm a saint. I'm a sent one. I'm a blessing going somewhere to bless. Amen. You'll always have seed to sow. If you don't got money, you got seed somewhere. You always have a seed. Whether it's your smile, your laugh, your personality, the work of your hands, thoughts even. You're never without seed to sow to somebody who needs it. Amen? God equips us. We're well equipped. Say, I'm well equipped to do whatever he says. Amen forever. See, he'll never tell you to do nothing he hasn't already equipped you to do. He's already ahead of you. He's already given it to you. So he says, keeping mercy for thousands. And then verse 8 says, So Moses made haste and bowed his head toward the earth and worshipped. Then he said, If now I have found grace in your sight, O Lord, let my Lord, I pray, go amongst us, even though we are a stiff-necked people. Well, Moses wasn't stiff-necked, but he's interceding for his people here. See, now notice how he said we? Yeah. He included himself. Do you ever include yourself in the prayers for this nation? No. You know, you ever intercede for anybody? And include yourself and put yourself in their shoes and pray from their standpoint for them? And let God pray through you for them? See, he attributed himself and attached himself to his people. So he says, we are stiff-necked people, but he wasn't. He was obedient to God. He included himself. And pardon our iniquity. He was cleansed. Intercession here. We see Moses is a man of intercession. Pardon our iniquity and our sin and take us as your inheritance. Interceding for the people here. And he said, Behold, I make a covenant. Before all your people I will do marvels. 
such as has not been done in all the earth, like shared prophecy, nor in any nation, and all the people among whom you are shall see the work of the Lord. Say, shall see. Shall see. Shall see the work of, not believe, shall see. From faith to seeing. Faith will always bring you to a place of seeing. Amen. <laughs> Praise God forever. You're going to see what He's promised you. He hastens His word to perform it, to create it, and to establish it. And all the people among you who, who are with you shall see the work of the Lord, for it is an awesome thing that I will do with you. Say me. me. Say I'm awesome. Nice. See, that disqualified you as awesome. Because He's going to do an awesome thing with you. You're awesome. Tell that people all the time, you're awesome. God's an awesome God. Anyone sing that song? Salabak Church used to sing it. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above. He's an awesome God. Now He's calling you awesome because He works through you, His saints. Praise Jesus. For it is an awesome thing that I will do with you. Say me again. Observe what I command you this day. Behold, I am driving out from before you the Amorite, the Canaanite, and the Hittite, and the Perizzite, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, and all those ites. <laughs> Take heed to yourself. Get that. You may want to highlight that like I did. Take heed to yourself. Lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land where you are going, lest it be a snare in your midst. Some people are sent to push you forward. Some people are sent from the devil to hold you back. But you shall destroy their altars, break their sacred pillars, and cut down their wooden images. For you shall worship no other god, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous. Find out another name of God here. Jealous. God's a jealous God. If you don't have first place, he don't like it. He's a jealous God. It's actually his name. He's jealous for you. Any of you ever been married? Or are married? Don't want anyone around your spouse? Don't touch her. I'm jealous <laughs> for her. He's a jealous God. He's a protector, that means. And he wants your focus and attention and love and commitment. Amen? And if he's not first, he's last. His name is Jealous. He is a jealous God. Lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, and they play the harlot with their gods, and make sacrifice to their gods, and one of them invites you, and you eat of his sacrifice, and you take of their daughters for your sons, and his daughters play the harlot with their gods, and make your sons play the harlot with their gods. You can just write there, marry up. <laughs> That's all that means. Don't marry someone. Don't be entangled with a non-believer. You ain't going to save them. They're going to bring you down. You're not a savior. Jesus is. Amen? I know divorced men who think they're saviors. You ain't no savior. Jesus is the savior. Don't play the Antichrist. Anti-Savior. No, he's the only Savior. Only he can save your marriage. Only he can save that person. Not you. Amen? You ain't Christ. He is. <laughs> so he says, don't be entangled with unbelievers. Don't strike covenant. Don't strike hands with them. Mm -mm. Stay with me. Stay with Abraham. Stay with your company. Create businesses together. Change this earth together. Because if you go in business with an unbeliever, you're going to have one way to do things, and they're going to have a completely other way to do things. You're going to have the wisdom of heaven, they're going to have the wisdom of the devil. That causes strife. Nothing gets done in that business. 
you got to be of one mind, right? One body, one faith, one baptism, one Father. Say we're taking over, not taking sides. Amen. Forever. So careful who you cut covenant with. And they play the harlot and they take you to your demise. You shall make no molded gods for yourselves. The feast of unleavened bread you shall keep. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread as I commanded you. Notice he institutes a feast here. Say a feast. Not a sacrifice, not a lack, a feast. Plenty. Satisfaction. Overflow. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, and I command you, and the appointed time of the month of Abib. For in the month of Abib you came Abib. Samuel knows that one. Abib. The month of Abib. <laughs> you came out of from Egypt. All that open the womb are mine, and every male firstborn among your livestock, whether it's ox or sheep. That's the tithe. That's the first fruits of all your increase. The Lord says it's his. But the firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. And if you will not redeem him, then you shall break his neck. And all the firstborn of your sons you shall redeem. And none shall appear before me empty-handed. Get that. You always bring a supply to church. You always bring your supply to God. Whether it's the word you read before service, the tongues you've prayed in before service, the money you're carrying in this service, whatever it is, we should never come before the Lord empty-handed. Again, he ministers seed to the sower. Everyone has a supply only we can give in our services and at church. Amen? We never come to church empty-handed. When we went to Foothill Family for eight years, I never went into church without reading the Word first or praying in tongues. I made sure to bring my supply to my pastor. I made sure to bring my supply to that church. And you know your supply, and God knows your supply, and what you're supposed to do. But bring it with you. Because we all need it. Like last week, God moved. There were people here who brought their supply. And God showed up for us. Because we were on the same level of faith. And the anointing could flow. We were all in faith. We were all expecting. We were all believing. Together. And that's what moves mountains. Amen. So bring your supply with you. Whatever it is, keep bringing it to church. Keep bringing it to the body. They need you. You know, the shoulder needs the hand. The hand needs the pinky. The head needs the toe. We all need you, amen? So keep bringing yourself and your supply. That's why he says, don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together. You're one body in him. And then he says here, look at this one. He says, none shall appear before me empty-handed. And then he works, links work to wealth here links work to supply. He says, six days you shall work. Is he, yes, yeah, he's on the six-day plan, not the American five-day-a-week plan with a weekend. Everybody's working for the week. That's not his scripture or his vocabulary. The Jewish calendar and the Jews work six days, and on the Sabbath day they rest just like God did. So six days you shall work, but on the seventh day you shall rest. They shall rest. So that's a commandment from God now that you shall rest. If you don't observe that commandment, your body's going to wear out. You're not in God's perfect will anymore. I've noticed that. Kenneth Copeland noticed that. <laughs> he wasn't taking the Sabbath. And he, <laughs> he started suffering because of it. Everyone's gone through it. Overworked. But God instituted the Sabbath. You know, if God needed to rest the seventh day, how many of you know you do? So there ought to be one day in your week where you don't even light a fire. Amen. Where you don't cook anything. 
where you just rest, where you don't lift anything, you don't toil in any way, even mentally. You're not on your phone for one day a week. No business. This is the Sabbath. He says, it's holy unto me. I institute it. If you observe this, you'll prosper. I can't afford to rest. Those are the same people who say, I can't afford to tithe. But if you honor the tithe and the Sabbath, you'll prosper His way. And He'll give you more time and more money. Amen forever. Somebody has something from this message online. Praise Jesus forever. Six days you shall work, but on the seventh day you shall rest. In plowing time and in harvest you shall rest. And you shall observe, say observe, the feast of weeks, and the first fruits of wheat harvest, and the feast of ingathering at the year's end. That's three feasts right there God institutes for you just getting together and celebrating the harvest. Amen? Together. Amen. So you should celebrate the harvest, he's saying. When the harvest comes in, celebrate. Amen. When the money flows in, celebrate. Go out to eat. Throw a feast. Throw a party. God's in the party business. Just read the scriptures. He turned water into wine at a wedding. His first miracle. He ain't got nothing wrong with parties. I do dinner parties all the time. Come out unscathed. Clean as a whistle. Amen? God's not got anything wrong with you gathering together and celebrating life together. Amen forever. Celebrate the harvest together, he says. Three times in the year all your men shall appear before the Lord, the Lord God of Israel, for I will cast out the nations before you and enlarge your borders. Neither will any man covet your land when you go up to appear before the Lord, your God, three times in a year. You shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leaven, nor shall the sacrifice of the peace of the Passover, another one, be left until morning. The first of all the first fruits of your land you shall bring to the house of the Lord your God, instituting the tithe and the first fruit again. And then we see Moses' face shining, gives him the Ten Commandments. And uh, chapter 35 in Exodus talks about the Sabbath again. It says, Then Moses gathered all the congregation of the children of Israel together and said to them, These are the words of the Lord which he has commanded you to do. Say to do. Work shall be done for six days, but on the seventh day shall be a holy day for you. Say for me. See, so the Sabbath is for you. It's for your benefit. A Sabbath of rest to the Lord. Wait, it's for you and Him. It's for you and Him. It profits both of you. It's to the Lord and for you. So you're one with God. <laughs> you honor the Sabbath, you're honoring Him. You honor the tithe, you honor Him. He instituted these laws that He's perfecting in you right now. For your benefit and for His. It's mutual. How many of you know you bless God, you're going to get blessed back? You cannot give the giver. You give him of your time, he'll bless you with more time for your family. You give him of your money, he'll give you of his substance. He'll multiply it back to you. Amen forever. Whoever does any of any work on it shall be put to death. We're going to start instituting that. <laughs> any Sabbath breakers. That's pretty harsh. Notice how jealous he is. He wants first place done in his order, his way of doing things and being right, righteousness. Amen. That's pretty harsh. Who doesn't honor the day of rest? Who's not taking their proper rest one day a week? We gotta kill them. <laughs> They're in the body. We gotta cut them off. <laughs> See, you need your rest so you can be happy. Not sad and miserable. <laughs> you gotta have your proper rest so your mind functions well and your chemical balances are intact. 
If my kids are grumpy, I ask Clarissa, did they eat? <laughs> That's the first place I check. Chemical balances are out of whack here. Did they rest? Have they eaten? Have they rest? And are they breathing air? <laughs> Three fundamentals of life that you have to honor, otherwise you'll kill yourself. We don't have to kill you. You'll kill yourself if you don't honor them. Amen forever. So you got to take good care of your body. you got to take good care of the Lord's temple. You have to honor Him. He put you here for 120 years and then He gave a scripture to live it out. This is how you live for 120. You honor the Sabbath, your tithers, you have food I'll lead you in to eat and not eat. It's all in here. Every answer for man's question is found in the Word on how to live. Long life He satisfies you. Honoring your father and mother that it may be well with you. And with long life, I'll satisfy you. Key to long life is honoring your parents until they got it. Amen. That's a key for longevity. I got it. I teach our kids that. <laughs> Listen to us. It ain't going to be well with you if you don't hear us. Same with God. It ain't going to be well with you if you don't listen to me. Just listen. Leads us into all truth. Amen forever. All we got to do is hear. Take time to hear. What you want me to do today? What you want me to give? What you want me to sow today? Where do you want me to sow it? Where does he want me to go today? Where does he not want me to go? You know that check, that red light means stop? Don't go there. Green light means go. Go ahead. Have fun. We go to Knott's Berry Farm a lot. It's always been a green light. If there's a red light, I ain't going. Amen. We've been to Las Vegas before. Green light, go. There's a red light, I ain't going. All's been well. You know, just follow the green lights, stop at the reds. Amen. If it's a yellow light, just don't do it. Caution, just don't do it. Don't get on that freeway at this time. We have a pastor friend who pastors up in Pasadena. And he's friends with the president of Guatemala, is it? Guatemala. And he's laid hands on that president. He's gone down there many times to pray with him in his country. Brought about healing in his body. He's a doctor by trade, or was. But now he's a faith man and a pastor up in Pasadena. He's under Pastor Art Aragon as well. And he was in Guatemala at our last meeting last month. And the word of the Lord came to Pastor Art during the service. And he talked to her, his wife, Angelica, and said, Tell your husband, call your husband and tell him not to take his flight to wait an extra day and to not get on that flight. Just in the middle of the service, he stopped and said that. And so, he, and so she did. And they bypassed a regime of mercenaries with guns on the road if he would have traveled that day. Just in the spirit, just, just listening, just being in tune and honoring God and honoring the ones he's put around you. Amen forever. Be quick to listen. Slow to speak, but it may be well with you, and a long life will satisfy you with just listening to your father. What you want me to do today? What you want me to do? I'm all ears. What word do you want me to send out in the text? I'm listening. Whenever you open your Bible, I'm not going where I want to go today. I know I need that verse, but what do you know I need? What verse are you going to lead me to? I expect him to lead me into all truth. 
like the Holy Spirit's job is, that he said he'd do. This is truth. What word do I need today? And I follow him, and let me lead me. And most people text back, you know, I needed that text today. It was right on point, right on time. Just let him lead you. He's fulfilling the law in you, leading you into all truth. Isn't God so rich? Isn't God so good? Tell you with me, I honor the Sabbath because God created it. I make sure to take my proper rest and work my proper work and do my proper job that He created for me, His saint. Say, God knows what I need better than me and He lives inside of me and His Word searches me out. He's a light on a hill that can't be hidden. He's a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. I just see a headlight right here. This Word is a headlight showing you where to go, showing you the path, shining on your path, and also shining in your heart till the day star arises within me. This Word is a light unto your feet and a lamp unto my path. It illuminates my every day. It illuminates the steps of my feet where I'm supposed to walk. Your path is ordained and illuminated through the Word. It shows you who you are and where you're headed. And God's got some big footprints to follow if you follow His Word. He's so rich. He's so good. Let's just keep on following Jesus. Amen. Say the Spirit's in me. Leads me into all truth. I'll never go a day without the proper word that I need in my situation. You know, this is for someone. Kenneth Copeland was having financial troubles early on in his ministry. They were $6 million behind deficit, in debt, for their television bill. And the Lord had to coax Kenneth Copeland for even going on TV. He said, Lord, that's, that's daily. That's, that's hard. He said, I want you to do television. Well, early on in the ministry, they were $6 million in debt. And Count Copeland was, was worried and sweating it and took that care upon himself. He said his health suffered, ministry suffered. He was just under the weight of it. And it seemed like he couldn't get it off. Until one day, he just pushed off in his boat in the middle of the lake. And the Lord spoke to him. And he said, I want you to tithe from the ministry. He said, I'm not doing that. Okay, that's when Kenneth Copeland started tithing from their ministry. I can't tell you the millions upon millions that they've given in tithes all around the world for the work of the gospel now. Maybe a hundred million dollars just in tithing from the ministry from 1979 to today? Into churches, into the work being preached all around the world? And he said, tithe from the ministry. That was the answer. He said, no, God, I need six million. He said, no, you don't. He said, you had me, you could have fooled me. He said, I need six million. God said, no, you don't. That wasn't the solution. That wasn't his problem. It was a spiritual problem. Any physical ailment you'll ever have, there's a spiritual solution. And it stemmed from the spirit to begin with. You're off somewhere. And the word will light your path back to him. Lord, leap me right back up in love himself. I saturate myself in love. I will never speak an ill word toward any man or woman you create. Keep me in your perfect peace and love. 
I bless them, I honor them, I cherish them. I'll only focus on the good all the days of my life that they bring. Amen forever. Keeping your heart clean and your path straight and secure. Through allowing the Word and the Holy Spirit to show you and shine upon you. Amen forever. Isn't God good? He said he started tithing. Six million dollars and then some came in in two months. Got up. Less than two months, I believe. I believe it was actually two weeks once he made that tiny adjustment and did what God told him to do. Six million wiped out just by obeying one word from the Lord. What's God telling you to do? Just do it. What's God telling me to do? Just do it. Just like the Nike symbol. Just do it. You know that woman only got paid $50 to create that swoosh? 50 bucks in a billion dollar company? Just do it. Just do it. Here my Lord, use me. As his word to us today. Just do it. Just go. Just do it. What's he been telling you to do? Just do it. <laughs> go for it. Start a business. Just just do it. We started with nothing. You know, we didn't borrow money to start the business. God provided it. No debt. We're debt free. No debt. Amen. Cars are paid off. Our home going to be paid off. Praise God. Amen. We just follow the whole leading on the Holy Spirit. Oh, and no man anything but to love him. Praise Jesus. I've confessed this like Jerry Savelle has, who also lives debt-free, Kenneth Copeland debt-free. Those are debt-free ministries we sow into. That's why we're debt-free. We're partners with debt-free ministers. Hey, who you sow into matters. And that's why we live debt-free still, because we support him and we sow seed in that anointing. That's a debt-free anointing. But Jerry confesses, and I started confessing, if I don't have money to pay for it, I don't need it. Do I really need it? If God doesn't provide the cash for it, do we really need it? He'll provide for it. That's where I want to get. It's not a sin to borrow money. But believe God to pay it off quickly. Amen. So that you're the head, not the tail, above only, not beneath. Amen. Praise Jesus. Make that your confession. I, know man, I owe no man anything but to love him. I'm debt free. Keep speaking it. I'm debt free. Supernatural debt cancellation. He's speeding up the time. We're in the last days. He's accelerating us, which entails any part of your life. He is now accelerating. Praise God forever. What took 10 years can take 10 days. What took five years can take five minutes. He's accelerating the time. Expect your breakthrough today. God's in the miracle business. He's the God of suddenlies, amen? Light be, light was. Amen forever. Yahshua is in the house today. Holy Spirit, we honor you. We bless you. We thank you for moving in our midst. We worship you, Lord. I'm hands-free. i got to lay hands down. <laughs> Father, I just thank you for new gifts and special anointings and talents and that you give us the wisdom, wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove, to market every gift for the world who needs it, to make money on it, to prosper on it, every gift, every talent, whether it be lessons, whether it be production, CDs even. Give us the wisdom and the know-how on how to publish it to the world, and in turn we get blessed by it. Thank you for every gift we placed in us. Thank you for every job and every anointing. May it keep on continuing. Thank you for every prayer warrior and every heart of worship in this place that you've called them for such a time as this. 
We bless you, Father, for the anointing and the wealth transference that's to come in these last days. Don't screech on me. <laughs> Amen. Thank you for new homes that are debt-free. Let's just believe big in these last days and see great things happen. I thank you for spinal correction in the spine in Jesus' precious name. I thank you for stray ligaments, stray spine in Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. What's that foul disease called, the, the curvature of the spine? Scoliosis. We curse scoliosis in Jesus' name. Bow down to Jesus. I thank you for uprightness, that we're righteous and have perfect upstanding and citizenship in heaven. That when we stand, we can stand forever. We're well built. We're well fashioned. We're well made. Say that. I'm well built. I'm well fashioned. And I'm well made. And God can heal every cell every day of my life. And I renew my flesh with the Word. His daily medicine for me. My daily bread. Each and every day. And I have perfect upstanding posture because of it. In the precious name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you for Holy Spirit gifts to flow and to keep on manifesting in greater multiplicity and multiplication in these last days. That people come to church, they see God, they hear God, they feel God, they feel His presence, they receive His touch and actually feel it in their bodies for instant manifestations of the Holy Spirit. We give you all the praises that everyone who's called together with us can't leave us for we won't leave them. And we're called together as one body. And therefore we fully expect the moving of the Holy Ghost. Every service. In this place and in our new building. We welcome you in Father. Thank you for going ahead of us. Thank you that we're all tuned in to the same belief. Expecting you to show up. Expecting you to show up. And for peace upon every mind. The peace that surpasses all understanding that guards our hearts, our spirits, and our heads. We give you praises, Father, that the prayers of your people have gone forward for swift changes and reconciliation in the United States of America. For to the republic for which we stand, one nation under God, indivisible, with freedom, liberty, swift justice for all. Father, we intercede for every baby that's been murdered through abortion and through that foul business called the killing business of unplanned parenthood. We curse that mouth. We command that business to dry up, fade away, dissolve, and be removed from our land in Jesus' name. And it's already been re revoked and overturned in the Supreme Court of the land. Therefore, die now, Planned Parenthood. Die, dematerialize, and desist. We speak for your doors to close here. In this county right here. In this city right here. On the pods right here. In Mission Viejo right here. Be removed from our land. Now, in Jesus' name, I curse COVID vaccination in Jesus' name. Be removed from our land right now, you cancer-causing vaccination. 
in Jesus' precious name, we curse every vaccine called COVID vaccines. And we curse every lying symptom for anyone who's gotten that vaccine unwillingly or unknowingly, not knowing there's aborted fetal tissue in that vaccination from aborted babies. Forgive anyone who's gotten that vaccine. They didn't do it on their own free will or conscience. Forgive them now. We intercede on their behalf in Jesus' precious name. And therefore, Father, since they were unknowing and unaware and blinded by the lies of Satan, we bless them and their bodies. We curse every lying symptom that that vaccine may have caused in Jesus' name. I thank you for whole bodies, no matter what their vaccine status. Bless them. Forgive them. We intercede on their behalf. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for a moving nation and a moving people and a moving God on the move. Thank you, Lord, for calling us to go do the work, to decree a thing, and it will be established for us. I fully expect that Planned Parenthood to go out of business very, very fast right here. And for me to go by within a week and a half and see their doors closed up. Notice how they plant them next to high schools? The innocent, the unknowing, that's who they take advantage of. Wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. Wiser than this world. In business, in finance, in health, in body, in mind. you got to be wiser than the world. Which means wiser than the devil. King, don't let anyone take advantage of you. Guard your heart. Guard your ears. Amen forever. Isn't God so rich? Just raise one hand to heaven. Say, Father, I freely take my daily dose of healing. My daily bread. I thank you right now through faith that I have a strong built body that lasts. Say, I can do all things through Christ in me who strengthens every fiber of my being. I will run and not grow weary this week. I will walk and not grow faint. The healer's in me. The Creator Himself is in me. And when I move, He moves. And when He moves, I move. We're one. It's good to be one. Amen. We love you guys. Praise Jesus. You don't want to stop when the Holy Spirit doesn't want to quit. Amen. Five hour services. You know, camp meetings are going on all throughout the U.S. right now. God's on the move. Terry Meijer's got done preaching all around this United States. Uh, huge campaign camp meetings everywhere. And, you know, Kenneth Hagin used to say it takes, you know, three days just to get all the doubt and unbelief out. And then it takes another three just to teach. And then on the final three, we can have a move of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. So we got to just stay with it. Stay with it and stay with the Word. Amen. To see God keep moving. But God's moving. There's a rest upon the land right now. God's building His army, getting ready for marching orders, getting ready to receive them. Giving you a rest, Sabbath rest. Say, I enter into it. I enter into His rest. And when I'm resting, God's working for me. He never sleeps or slumbers so that I can't. See, I get sound sleep. 
I have good sound sleep. That brings rest to my mind and body. See, my chemical balance is perfect. My thoughts are right. My energy's right. Because he's right. All is right with me. Amen. Thank you, Father. We're going to lift up our tithes and offerings to him. Sweet-smelling sacrifice and savor, he says they are. Father, this operates and uh, this honors you, but it also represents the first fruits of all our increase. We honor you with it. And we thank you, Lord, for honoring, honoring us back with more to give you, more to bless others with, and more to honor you with. Can I give you, so we thank you, Father, and we come with a heart of worship in our tithes and offerings with them. Whatever substance you called us to bring into your house today, may it be done to us according to our faith. And Malachi, the Italian prophet, <laughs> says in uh, Malachi 3, 8, will, the will a man rob God? Well, Adam and Eve did. They ate of that tree and they fell from grace. Will a man rob God? You have robbed me, but you say, in what way have we robbed you, Lord? I'm honoring God. I'm doing everything I know to do. In what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings, he says. For you cursed with a curse, for you've robbed me, even the whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that's your local church, where you're getting fed and where that church is feeding others and your community. That there may be food in my house, and try me now in this. Say, I try him in this. And every time I tithe, I try him. Say, I try you now in this. Says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruits of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field. Your business will never go under if you're a tither. Says the Lord of hosts, and all nations, say all nations, will call the U.S. blessed. Say, because it's a tithing nation. And you will be a delightful land. Say land. Say not apartment. A delightful land. <laughs> Says the Lord of hosts. You're called to affect the whole land. Where you're at. Amen. A delightful land. Therefore, Father, we bring tithes and offerings to you today during this service. And we bless you and honor you with them. And we claim tithers' rights to the devourers rebuke from our families unto a thousand generations. I claim that promise of provision and protection. Tither's rights in Jesus' name. And that you're opening up the storehouses and windows of heaven and pouring out on our storehouses where there's not room enough to contain it all. Thank you, Lord, for giving people tithing, worshiping hearts that we honor you and worship you in all we do from the heart. Thank you, Jesus. We come into your house never empty-handed, as you instructed, but bring our supply with us. What you've given us throughout the week, through the month, what you've brought into our hands, we place into yours and honor you with that portion and substance. Thank you for multiplying it, not only in our lives, but in the lives of others who are affected by us, who we pray for, who we intercede for. I thank you that they're blessed because of us. Thank you for covenant.
We give you all the praises and the glory. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 You can give and tithe online right here on Facebook. It comes to us. You can push, push, donate. Or you can give to ElishaMarkMinistries.com. Or you can text Word of the Ranch to number 44321. Or you can give a check and make it out to Word of the Ranch. Or you can sow cash. Whatever you want to do. Amen. There's multiple ways to do it. But God always will give you a seed for sowing. Just don't forget to sow it because your harvest is attached in it. Amen. Praise Jesus forever. We love you guys and call you blessed. Thanks for joining us this week. God's on the move. Feel the breeze? Yeah. Isn't it nice? <laughs> love you guys. Bye for now.